Hello, strangers, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 21 of the Loot and Dagger Podcast. If you happen to be in the Atlanta area from July 12th through the 14th, we will be at Southern Fried Gaming Expo doing a live show on the 13th. So come out, say hi, heckle, I don't know, just expect some shenanigans. Bring friends, loved ones, arch rivals, or whoever else you come across, just scoop them up in your arms and just run over to the to the expo. We'll be there. Um, also, I, I highly suggest that you check out the uh, latest episodes of North by Northwest, because maybe, just maybe, my voice might be on there. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. So you should check them out, because they're kind of fantastic people. So, outside of that, remember to comment on iTunes, because that's how we know you love us. It's the energy that keeps us alive. Anyways, let's tell some stories. While Tiri, Victor, Matilda, and Vlad are resting after a near-fatal Demon Lord encounter, another story began. Grit Tough and Stuff, a friend of the party who had gotten displaced in time and forced to live through 200 years in another world, one ravaged by war. He found his way back to an important research facility and came across one a curious creation built to protect the facility known as Leviathan One. With One's purpose seemingly destroyed, they must now work together to figure out Grit's greater plan. Toughen Log, 1429. Time, magic, technology. I had no choice but to become an expert on chaos ley lines and build a machine that could, with various degrees of success, control it. I knew that if I didn't build the engine in the Underdark, that I never would have been transported here, which could have caused some sort of rip in the time continuum, and I'd rather not see what a rip in time could do to existence. So I first invented the scriptborn, fused with metal and arcane scripted logic, loyal to Leviathan Corporation and whomever the scripts dictated. Countries had paid handsomely for their services, especially when the Hundred Year War came. Then came the engines, built in secret facilities hidden from the world. It took a very long time, but we eventually made a breakthrough. The snag? Biological subjects made the engine completely unpredictable. One poor guy turned into a watermelon. The other became a backpack of subpar quality. The last one we tried was sent super far back into the past. I'm pretty sure he later became the legend of Mad Mike over at Thundercrack Canyons. Had a cave painting that looked oddly similar to me, showing various ways I could shove it. Sorry, Mike. But after Mike, I couldn't risk human trials. Scriptborn were able to navigate through chaos with higher success rates. They built my engine in Faerun and laid the groundwork for my plans. I can only hope they were able to complete everything in time. And he looks over at, uh, one... I know that was hard to see, but this is all the purpose and the reason the facility was built. And it's time that I told you why. I have a, I, so I have my back turned. I have my hand like on, on what, what was her head on that shell. Kind of like with my hand, like 
almost tracing like a glyph, but there's no, you can't really see, obviously you can't see emotion in my face, but like you can tell the movements are slower and I seem empty now. Whereas before I was coming at you with vigor and force and questions and now I'm just staring like I don't even hear you. Well, I suppose I should tell you what is actually going on. You deserve to know that. I'm not from this world. I am from another world called Faerun. I was transported here a little over 200 years ago by what I came to figure out was a means of my own doing. I have gone through a long part of my life in my early years, not doing things that were too great, but always, at least what I thought, always for the right reason. But I have a chance now to set some things right. And I motion my head over to the door with the picture of the, uh, the, the Leviathan Corporation logo on there. I take it Laura never showed you what was behind that door. That door remained closed. Follow me. I start walking towards the, the door. Okay. I just file in behind him. And I, uh, I assume that there is a uh, another... You hear the chunky steps of, uh, of Bup behind you guys. <laughs> I, I motion for Bup to stay behind. As you wish. And he just stands there mo- like motionless in the center of the, uh, the center of the room. I assume there's another like kind of pad, yeah, on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, this one hasn't been modified too. And I'll put my hand on the pad. Grit is great. The door slowly rocks its way open. Definitely years at this point. Five years since it's been open. It uh, takes some time, but eventually it completely opens up. What you see inside is you see a large pool. And in this pool, there is uh, all kinds of tubing and wild amounts of Magitech that's been thrust into uh, the sides of this pool. And the pool itself, it looks like a man-made pool. It's like a, a giant uh, like aquarium, almost. You can see the bottom of it a little bit. There are step, there, there's a ladder and steps going up to uh, kind of a top piece of this pool. There are monitors and things everywhere. What is this? This is one of the reasons this facility exists. I'll look up at, the, uh, at everything. I'll just shout out. Honey, I'm home. Suddenly there's a a whirlpool. And inside uh, inside kind of the aquarium, you see this whirlpool coalesce into the etchings of a dragon's face. And at first it looks around, it blinks, and then it sees grit. And it does like a, uh, does one eye kind of looming like to the side, you know, kind of getting a good look on Grit. And you hear, Grit, is that you? It's me, buddy. The head pops up. Water flows over the side a little bit of the, uh, of the pool. You see the, the head as massive as a 
as a ancient dragon head would be, pops up from the center of the pool. Grit, it has been a while. Yeah, buddy. Uh, a lot of things have happened. Haven't been sorry. Haven't been able to get out here sooner. Yeah. How you holding Laura up? Laura tells the worst jokes. <laughs> well, that's one thing I never quite got right was her sense of humor, but that always made me laugh. Mm. You are here. What happened out there? Laura's memory seems to have not as stable as when we had first made her. Well, first off, the war's over. Really? So did we crush them under the might of our scriptborns? Are we finally ready to release me? There was an explosion. And I'm not sure, but I think some of our tech may have had something to do with it, considering the repercussions of the area. What repercussions do you speak of? Well, grit, tough, and stuff. Some areas of the no of the Mornland have turned into glass. What is this Mornland? It's the area that this facility is based around. There have been monstrosities and abominations that were created due to the explosion and it's taken me five years to be able to get here due to some of the arcane radiation that followed the explosion it wasn't My. safe to come out it took damn near everything everything the it, scriptborns what of them they're gone Leviathan Corporation, what of it? We've lost Leviathan too. It's almost, it's almost as if a big chunk of it was taken out and transported somewhere else. But I did finally finish the calculations. So, we can go. I just have to get another Chaos Core. But I know where it is. Hmm. But in order to make the jump, to make it successful, we will meet at our scriptborn army. There's no way we can face, face what's on the other side without them. I've thought about that. There was always a plan B. We always knew that transporting an army of scriptborn would be difficult. So while we were getting ready, I have been sending the scriptborn that we had on through to Faerun. The chaos engine initially needed to be built for us to get here, otherwise paradox. Right. But also, a few extra things in case we could never get the army across. Clever. You're always clever, old friend. I'm sorry it's been so long since I've seen you. I have been bored to tears. Look at that. His big, giant, watery dragon face nods over to a chessboard, essentially. With this, what, whatever Eberron has as chess, basically. He actually has, you know, little knights and stuff like that. It's like, 
You haven't finished the game, and Laura is abysmal at this. <laughs> Who is that one there? That's, uh... Are we not at war with the Warforged? You said the war was over, so what is this? This is one. This is a creation of Laura. A combination, a melding of a scriptborn. He looks angry for a moment. His face scrunches up. He's like, you allowed Laura the ability of creation. I wasn't here. Gods create. You, through me, able to create, for I could not. This, created by Laura, I did not deem. And he coughs a bit. <coughs> Why were you created one? I was created to protect this facility and to maintain it. Is this true grit? It is. Laura couldn't do it by herself. There are certain things that she needed to keep the facility up and running. And as you well know, she couldn't leave. So she did it for the facility's safety, for her safety, and for yours. One, do you know who I am? The secret of Leviathan One. No, I was not shared with this information. You have been maintaining, keeping alive, a god. A demigod. Still a god. Thank you, Grit. Ah, no problem, buddy. While he's, while he's talking... If I had the means to smite you, I would have done it a long time ago <laughs> for saying such things. Ow. I once ruled a sea, you know. A portion of also, the Western Sea. Buddy, come on. I also carried you in a shot glass for about ten years. Then we moved up to a bottle. I, yeah. As I gained power. But go ahead, go ahead. Slowly gaining power, sure. As he continues, Grit's walking over to the chessboard. Did I tell you about the time that those ugh, awful son elf pirates shot me with a damn god cannon? Oh god, not the god cannon story again. Paylor sensed my presence, and he's a dick. Let me tell you that. You know what I think it was, Grit? Did I tell you my theory? Grit's walking over to the chessboard because he's had five years to think of the next move. Yeah, and he's just he's he's just kind of passively. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, do you know the gods? Have you heard of Pelor or Tiamat? No, I know no gods. Tiamat, the queen of dragons. Sure, evil to the core, but I I was once something of a guardian of hers in the sea. Mm. Paylor sniffed me out, shot me with a damn god cannon, and I became a puddle of my former self. What is that, Grit? Did you make a move? Uh, yeah, checkmate. Oh, son of a... Oh. God. Oh, if it makes matters worse, you just didn't think you'd do that one. That move, it's a good move. Had five years to think about it. <sighs> Anyways, one... I will return to my former glory. Is this okay with you? The secret, can it be safe? Yes. Well, then he checks out with me, Grit. Does he check out with you? He's one of Laura's creations, so he's good in my book. 
Did you know there were 300 days in a row that Laura sang that damn song? Well, Grit is great. Grit is great. On repeat, because she had to... Well, Levi, what's your takeaway from that? Work some things. What's your takeaway from that? That grit is awful and doesn't take care of a god very well when I am in his backpack. What would you have had me do? Introduce you to everyone I was traveling with? You would have come up like a little bitty dragon in the little bottle. Yes. You would not have the magnificent presence you do now. Magnificent am I not one. Quotation marks. Would not other mortals cower before me in my magnificence? Yeah. Yeah, they would. I I just disagree with him. I I don't know if I could even answer that. Mm. I have honestly have not seen a mortal until this one walked in. Hey, Grit's going to put his hand up block his, his face from Leviathan and he's going to look at one. He needs you to say yes. But for instance, you were mortal and you came across the majesty that is Leviathan. I would imagine I don't know that, what this like means. Water spouts. Yeah, water, <laughs> water spouts shoot out. Like, behold. Dolphins flipping. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I have actually given Leviathan a uh, Mend water or the the water make abilities so we can make water like things happening. It's like if you knew the civilization I ran, the tribes, the cults, the mm, all the monsters that bend the knee at me, the ones that had knees, and uh, this entire time you're seeing. You're seeing uh, the water come up, and it's all these—it's all these different versions of cult members and and tribal people, some lizard folk, some merfolk, all that stuff. And they are bending their knee, and it looks really good, like crystalline almost, as the water comes back down. So when Grit did the whisper with yeah. his hand covered, and Levi continues talking, yes, and very loudly, I just look back, and I'm a, and I just put my I mimic what he just did and I just say I don't know what this means like so that even Levi can hear it what was that you don't know what it means uh, he grips his hand up again you're just gonna make him continue his stories just agree with him and let's go before that backstabbing Paylor and before I was mm, you know my theory grit Tiamat Tiamat told Paylor this. Imagine that, a queen of dragons, in the Nine Hells, telling Paylor himself that I not only existed, but how to put me down. I will become great again, majestic. My reign will become supreme. But I do have some time before that. Yeah, we have to go get the other Chaos Core, so hang tight, buddy. Okay. Does this mean I'm going back in the bottle? Yeah. Gotta prepare yourself for that. I will pack my things. I'll start swimming around. Before before I go, remember the merchandise we were playing in, the little Leviathan plush dolls? For my great entrance, to let people know the greatness of Leviathan. Yeah, this is a little late. Uh... 
members of the party, but I never got a chance to tell you because of the bomb and everything. Uh, we lost the licensing for it. What? But I do have I do have the one that they made. And he, he reaches into a bag and he pulls out a little plush leviathan. <laughs> I figured you might want to see this. That is so cute! Yeah. The, oh, the kids children will grow with the greatness of Leviathan. Yes, he's gr- grit all of a sudden looks a little more somber. And yeah. he says, Did you give that to your little one? They didn't make it. Neither of them did. There's a very taken aback look by Leviathan as he goes back to his full height now. He comes out of the water, swirls into a full height, and as much as he can angle his dragon head out of the water and down to you, water dripping everywhere, he says, didn't make it. Your wife, your children, didn't make it. They are lost in the explosion. And he looks back and forth angrily. Grit, we will make this right. Perhaps there is a way I can find them, this world or others. Maybe if you take me to the celestial plane, I can go to Mount, to the mountain myself. Well, with someone's help. Perhaps we can find them, Grit. Maybe. We find answers to this bomb that was dropped. Make short work of them. Your family is very important to you, and you're important to me. They will be remembered until such time as I can find them and bring them back for you. He looks up at Leviathan, and eyes are watery, and he just says, Thank you, old friend. Leviathan uh, just kind of nuzzles his, uh, his dragon maw at you. Just... Hmm. I'll start patting the water. Yeah. Uh, like splash, 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 splash. Yeah, it's just splashing. You get the core. I will prepare for the jump. And he side eyes over at the. Uh, there's a there's a bottle in display, and it's a nice looking bottle. Like it's a. Um, been bedazzled. It's it's been bedazzled, right? It has all kinds of gems and runes around it. It looks very expensive, um, and yeah, I mean, and it's a bottle. It looks more like a tube. More than anything, yeah. <laughs> that, it has a bottom. <laughs> it has a bottom. <laughs> and you see all kinds of tube works and things that go to this bottle, and there's like basically a, an entire sequence you can probably do to get um, the essence of Leviathan and pour it into the bottle. And so I will stretch a little bit before I know I'll be back in there for some time. All right. Well, we're gonna go grab the core. Lock up behind, and we should be back in a maybe a day or two. Oh, one thing, uh, one thing. Haha, <laughs> you get that right? That was a joke from a god, mind you. Demi- so de- I hope de- you're laughing, demigod. It's. Have you thought about becoming a follower of any particular religion? No. Well, give it some thought. I will need a true guardian at my side. I don't know of any gods, but I do know of the monstrosities that find out that lurk outside this building. That's the only thing I care about is destroying those. Hmm. I think we will get along famously then. Off you go, Grit. Start walking out. 
No motion. I'm following you. Yeah. Okay. So we will leave. We will uh, lock, uh, close the doors behind us. Keep okay. Leave all that safe. Okay. Lock it up. And I'll look at one. All right. We're about half a day's journey away from the core. Do you I have a map? I do. He pulls it out. Mm-hmm. I take out my map as well, since mm-hmm. I've been surveying this area. Um, are our maps comparable? Like, I should have explored... Well, mine, mine's probably, like, made, like, it's probably, like, an old map. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And yours is, like, hand-drawn. Yeah. So, we can probably help. I can probably help you look at it, like, okay, Both this of is you this. together, roll me a survival check. Was it wisdom? Yeah. Yes. There should be a survival... Yeah. 14. Four. Four. What's tripping up one is that the map that Grit has is older. The Mornland's completely changed once. Uh, so he has a map of Sire, and I have a map of basically a drawn Mornland's map. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The, uh, all the terrains. Yeah. Yeah, all the terrains don't make sense. And. Uh, the only thing you can really work off of, um, you guys are both finding, is that a general direction is the only way you can work off of it. Um, terrains, anything like that. Luckily, I have a compass. <laughs> Very good. You have a compass. So yeah, but with that roll, you start making your way, making your way there. And as you said, it's half a day's journey. Roughly. Roughly. And as we're walking, when you talk, I'll I'll be talking, you know, to one. So one did um I hear the uh the old you know grit is great alarms keep going off. Did Laura tell you anything else about that she could with her limited capacity at the time with her memory banks being corrupted? Did she hint at anything as far as <sighs> demon lords? Has she ever mentioned that? No. Well, you seem like a strong individual. Looks like Laura made you right. Figured you deserve to know that we are heading to fight demon lords. The last thing Laura asked me to do was protect you, and I will do that. There's not there's a chance. It's a one-way trip. I have no purpose. My meaning fell out with the runes that left her body. Well, hopefully you can find new meaning in all this, and maybe I'll be able to save some old friends. I will do to the best of my ability anything to protect you. Pop, do you have those hot dogs Laura left? Yes, I I do, Grit. He uh, pops open his stomach. They're all nice and steamy. They're all nice and steamy. Steam comes out. Would you like one? Ah, yeah, I would. I would ask you, but like me, I don't think hot dogs are the way you recharge. That would be a correct assumption. Okay. Is there anything else you would like? Perhaps a... uh, Oh, hold on, I got that. And he pulls out a little bit of what looks like uh, oil. Hmm. Some of this. This might be useful. Mm. Is that enough? Because <laughs> he looks at Bup and he pulls out a jar out of his bag. It's about a gallon in size. Uh, and he, he looks at it and he just says, oil. And he pops the top and the entire jug is full of oil. High quality, nice oil. Perhaps one, you and me can have a drink together. I hear that that raises morale. I might like that, yes. Okay. Uh, he takes out a cup. 
and he dips a cup into the oil. Or I guess you pour it into his cup. No, no, he could dip it in like a punch bowl. Yeah, okay. So he hands. Uh, he also hands one a cup. All right, and before he does that, I, I put the lid on the jar, mm-hmm. and I motion for Bup to, to get, give me a cup. Okay. And uh, I uh, give him a cup. Mm-hmm. And I look at the jug and I say, wine. And I lift open the top, and now it's full of wine. So I pour, I get myself a cup of wine, and I put the top back on and put it back in my bag. And I raise it up, and I know that, that uh, I look at uh, one. I'm sure you don't understand this. This is a, a toast. It's where we say and drink together in camaraderie. And sometimes people say some sentimental thing is to symbolize solidarity or in remembrance. And he, he and Griddle raised a glass up to Laura. One mimics it to Laura. To Laura. Now clink softly. Clink. So you guys have your drink. It's yeah. nice. It's real nice. You just you just see like I take the oil and it just kind of dribbles out the bottom. Mm-hmm. But then he notices it's like on his like the wood plating that's exposed mm-hmm. and it's like shiny so he just kind of <laughs> starts rubbing it into the to the dark wood core <laughs> this was pleasant <laughs> oh my were you not built with a mm, with an injection unit for what I think he means ingestion unit oh I do not eat Ingesting. I do not ingest. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And we got. I will continue moving on, moving on down the path as as best as we can navigate it towards the uh, destination of the core. Hmm. Um. Roll me a perception check. Fifteen. Oh wait, hang on. I got knocked. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a nat twenty. Nat twenty. Um, as we are going through the latter half of this, of this journey um, to the core, you notice, one, any and all monstrosities and such that are kind of around. Some of these are just deformed creatures, where they may have used to been like deer or cow or something like that. You see something with maybe three heads, gnarly teeth, you know. Instead well, of deer cows. Yeah, deer cows. You see things like that. All kinds of stuff. Right now, you don't see anything that seems to be actually following you or interested in you as much. Um, there are some things in trees that are just kind of like, <laughs> uh, but they seem, and they, sometimes they'll follow you for a minute, but they kind of lose interest at a certain point. You seem to be taking, um, this is the furthest out you've been at this point, like as in this direction. And at a certain point, you notice large, large footprints. And these are going still in the direction of where you guys are headed. It's one of those deer caliphants. No, this is different. This looks like giant feet. Almost like a, like when a T-Rex makes an imprint, which there are T-Rexes around too. Uh, but like when a, but these have like almost humanoid feet, but they are giant. Grit could jump in this, kind of have to jump out of it. Can I do a nature check to see if I know what it is? Sure. Fourteen. That'll be good enough. You know that there have been occasions where something that would resemble, think of a giant elf 
They, they, they would probably like shout things, but you don't know what they are. Do you speak Elvish? You speak, you speak I, Elvish, right? I do speak Elvish. You've heard the calls of these things before, and a couple of times, one or two of them have gotten come around you. These actually have one eye, though. They have like sharp elf ears, one eye, and they are large. They're like probably about 10 to 12 feet tall. Overgrown hands and overgrown feet. They tend to have weapons that are just made of whatever they find around. But you see a collection of them. You actually see three, three sets of these. But I don't know what they're called. No, you can give them your own name if you would like. The, the best name for them would probably be a Cyclops when you've asked Laura. Of course, mm. it doesn't actually jive with what a traditional Cyclops is. But you can guess that perhaps that's a, a monstrosity created by the nuke. These tracks are formed by very large creatures. I've not encountered one, and I don't wish to. Are they on the path, or are they yeah, They're heading the towards where we're going. Oh, uh, okay. The, they seem to be going... We seem to be following them. All right, and... Uh, I don't have it pulled up here. What, uh, how, how far are we currently from, uh, as far as, like, we, from what... Your as best, best guess we can is tell. you're probably about an hour away from your destination. All right. Off in the distance, at this point, off in a major distance, you actually do see a stream with some steam coming out of it, off in a major distance. What is the, um... What is the, the the lighting situation for us right now? Is it dark? Is it's it dusk? dim, but it's not. It's it's starting to uh, get late, but it's not necessarily. You can all see right now. Grid, I think it may be best if I travel ahead of us, just slightly. I can stay very very quiet and spot and see if I can find these if they're on our path. Maybe we can find our way around them. We would have. Uh, this is the type of of thing that we. Communicators would be pretty commonplace. Message stones or something. Well, yes and no. Um, in Eberron, communicators are pretty commonplace. And we can say that, uh, no, Leviathan Tech makes their own form of them, which is basically a crystal, kind of like a watch that also has like a, a basically crystalline in nature that you can mm. uh, speak into. So if that's something you guys had on your person, that perhaps he had one from scavenging, but you have one because that's just what you have. Yeah, and I then we can say that. And I'm suggesting for you to wait. That's fine. Uh, I just want to make sure that. Here, hold on a second. He pulls out one of his bags and he sticks his entire arm in it. He rumbles around like, hold on, it's here, it's here somewhere. Hold on, rumble, rumble. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he pulls out like a, like a. No, that's not it. And he pulls out like another random piece of tech. And goes, ah, that's not it. Oh, here it is. And he hands it to you. What is this? Uh, it's for us to talk to each other. Just, it, just hold it up. Think of me, and say something, and I'll hear it. Okay. I will move forward. Okay. You get to the stream, and this is where, even with your natural 20, you can see where these colossal creatures went through the stream. The stream is probably 20 feet wide, um, and they would seem like they walked through it and got up on the other side and continue going. Just over the clearing, you see what looks to be a ruin, ruins of a city. Not a big one, certainly. And it looks like even half of it, almost like a bubble, came up to half of it, and completely wiped it away from existence. 
but the other half of the city is act absolutely in destruction and ruins. And that's where it feels like these, uh, these, these are going. If you want to continue further, we can. I pull up the one pulls up the communicator. There's a stream just ahead. And what looks like beyond that, maybe a town or structures of some sort. It seems that they've headed that direction. On your map, does it look like we can go around or are we going to have to go through? If it's the city I'm thinking of, that is our destination. All right. I'll come back and rejoin. Let's just push on. I'll meet you in the middle. And Grit will start walking towards where, uh, where one was. Or, or one headed off to, so bit towards the city. So you guys want to do this stealthily, I imagine? So let's do a, uh, <laughs> a, a stealth check. Oh, man, Grit's old. He's, he's not as uh, <coughs> quiet as he used to be. Oh, God, no. Yeah, he's definitely not as quiet as he used to be. Uh, that's an 8 on my stealth check. But he's uh, got... a 26 on my... But he's got another way around it. 5, but I'm going to cast Invisibility on myself. Stealthily, you're making your way through the ruins of the city. And yes, every bit, there is almost like a weird dome of magical energy. It just completely blanked out part of just the existence of the city. I do recognize the city, I assume. It is the city that I'm yes. looking for? Okay. Yes. The part that is uh, being carved away, essentially, <coughs> um, in its wake, you see crystals all over the place. I, I, I've been away from this area, so I'm, I think this is probably the first time I've seen these crystals. Yes. Okay, I would like to do an arcana check on them. Sure. It's, I also just saw shiny, mm -hmm. and so I'm already walking up and like breaking off breaking pieces. off a piece. To Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Mm -hmm. There are some unique crystals that could actually hold magical energy in them. Very few, and some of your chaos engine stuff is actually based on these very rare crystals. What you see is a field. I mean, imagine this is just like, and if you were to jump down, you'd be impaled by them, because they're all actually like, was it stalagmites that come up? It's like tights? I don't know. Uh, one of the stalagmites. But they're like jagged, too. Like, they're, they're, they're jagged. They're almost coming up like daggers, and it's just a sea of it. And these crystals are all this, again, this hue of, of uh, arcane energy that glows. And it feels like um, with that role, you would know that whatever magic that had caused the nuke, some of it seems like it's trapped in these uh, crystals. Maybe it created them. The oddness of the Mordlands is astounding to a point that everything is random, essentially. And in fact, when you look at the city, the city looks like right after that is a, it's almost, the city is almost a desert in its own right. Cracks, you know, of on the, on the ground. Um, where there were cobblestone, none of that cobblestone's there. Instead of it's just like desert cracks. But you still see blown over homes and crumbled buildings, that kind of so thing. So would these be used as more of a power source or a focusing device? All. Could. Depends on, you only had a handful The core, in your maybe? Perhaps. It would take some ingenuity, but yeah, you it's built on this type of technology. To shape it. You've only had seen five crystals your entire life. And where's my uh, Grit's house in relation to where we are now? It's uh, over over yonder. Is it's it, in the ruins. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I didn't know if I was in You're visual there. range of it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's not. not there. It's visual. gone. 
It's no, no. It's gone. It's not gone. It's there. Oh, okay. It's on the side that is not concaved in. Um, you're trying to break it out. Wait, is he trying to break the crystals? Oh yeah. I'm trying to collect some. Be careful. There is a lot, a lot of latent energy. I don't know what's going to happen if you break it. It could explode again. So I should not let touch well, these. What if there's a way to remove them safely? Romian straight uh, intelligence check. Or insight would work too. Both. 18. Natural 20. Natural 20? Yeah. Jesus! I'm telling you, I'm keeping this one. My precious. Whereas Grit has only ever seen five of these in his entire life. Um, and, or <coughs> I would say about five. Every chaos engine has something of this crystal in it to um, help contain and control some of the chaos magic. The fact that you see basically a sea of it is beautiful, wonderful, but also terrifying. That could take that right. 73% up to 99. Safely removing it? Think of it like think of it like every snowflake is different. And every one of these spikes that would be coming up has some latent magical energy in it that if you were to break it and you didn't break it perfectly, then that energy would leak, explode, turn you into a cat. Perhaps it would uh, it would be a, a cloud of mushrooms. Perhaps it's going to be uh, it might you might turn into a complete different um, race if it's not properly removed. Um, it's going to take. Uh, I would probably be afraid to try. Yeah. I think that would be my guess. You uh, the the trick is knowing we're at the bottom of the uh, you can cut around it. Um, in order to actually put this with your, to make it work with uh, your technology, you do have to release whatever latent magical energy is already in it in order to fill it with the magical energy you would want. I just pull out like a, like a pad okay. like, and, a, and a, a pencil or whatever. I just sort of jot down a general location of where this is. Mm -hmm. Um and then put it back in the bag. These may be useful later. They certainly could be. <sighs> this way, this is where we're going. I'm going to start motioning it over to the direction of uh, Grit's home. You start getting closer, and those tracks are still there, and Grit's home was a mansion with a big courtyard around it. You know, all around the mansion was a courtyard has since the what was once lush greens, perhaps a uh, few bushes that were etched into the liking of grit and uh, all that. Those uh, he really liked himself. Those bushes have, have all are all gone now. Instead, you see some withered trees that hang over like like they have almost like they have uh, thorns and daggers on them, you know, like in, in a way that's how, that's how they look all like jagged. And you see, before they can see you, because you're still stealth, you see three ginormous Cyclops elves. They have like the elf ears on them. Elfclops? Elfclops. Elfclops. And they have a fire going, a large bonfire out right out in front of this, uh, in this courtyard area. 
Before them is a fence that's still there, still held up, only blackened and soot. Behind them, you do see your mansion, the top of it exposed because it's been broken in, as in caved in. Mm -hmm. One part of a wall has been smashed through. It's in really, really bad shape. So they're just looking like they're warming themselves. Yeah. Right now, they don't see you. And you just hear them just kind of grunts and... and they, don't see, they don't see grit either? I'm invisible. No, even. Yeah, they, they also roll terribly. Mm. So they are there. Good um, to know. They're there around this kind of campfire because it is getting later in the night. But they also have on a spittle, on the spittle, they have some three-headed cows <coughs> that are kind of rotating around slowly. And you hear an elvish, you hear, it's going to be good. Yes. What kind of weapon, do they, are they, do they, are they have weapons that are sitting, laying down? Or they, uh, yeah, like right next to each of them, you see one almost looks like a lamppost. What, they're, they're all like stitched together work of like what you would find in maybe the city, the ruins mm-hmm. of the city. There's one that looks just like a lamppost. There's another, and it's, it's just like someone ripped a lamppost out. Another is three or four different swords that have just been melded together. And at the ends, uh, they wrapped around some kind of leather and cloths and stuff to just kind of hold it up. Each one of these look like just big old bashing weapons, though. Um, another one just looks like a, your standard like giant club, but has uh, has some of these crystals embedded in them. Oh, does it now? Okay. How do they get them out? Anyway, how do they get created? Mm. All right, so I can probably go in there and get the core and get out before they see me. But look at this club. I look at the club. It's got the crystals in it. Much easier to remove. How many crystals? You see embedded in this four. Three are kind of on one side of it um, in different arcs, and a fourth one off the back. Okay. Of the top of the club. The, where, where they are, are they are uh, they don't seem to be glowing like the other ones, uh, oh. which means that it doesn't have any arcane energy in it at this point. But as from my arcana check, it doesn't need to have it. I just need to be able to put stuff in there. You actually need it to not have it, so you can put your own arcane energy. Gotcha. Into it. That's what I thought. Okay. You can hear them talking. It is very basic conversation at this point. And you had never really heard them talk like this before. Maybe whenever they're on a hunt, they have their own like little special call signs or language. Right now, they're like, maybe tomorrow we go north. <laughs> yes, north sounds good. <laughs> north would be great. <laughs> north sounds good, governor. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I'd really like to eat? <clears throat> What's that? Have you ever heard of a human? <laughs> no, I've never heard of a human. Your accent's got a little. Your accent's got a little better. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying. Right, as this is going on, uh, I want to. Uh, so I have um, prestidigitation or whatever. How you said prestidigitation. Prestidigitation. Um, can I use that to make the sound of a human? In a uh, building that's nearby them. No, 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 I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. One of uh, uh, one of the I, one of the things that I can do as an artificer is create simple magic items, imbue an object with a simple property. One of them is sound. 
So I could take a rock and make and permanently imbue it to sound like people talking at a you know a normal speaking voice. Uh, this is whatever you want to do. So you guys can be talking this out, but whatever you want to do as a player is whatever you want to do. So I want to distract them. I think we should at least try to distract them. Can you? What are they? What are they? Do you even understand what they're saying? Yes, and apparently they like the taste of human. Oh. Maybe we give them something to chase. You can see them now, Grant. They have one giant eye on their face. They're giants, too. Again, 12 feet tall. Yeah. They're just kind of lounging around right now. All right, so in that case, <clears throat> this is. I can do this because what I'm doing is not technically a spell, so it doesn't break my invisibility. Uh, Grit will pick up a rock and put his hands over it and as an artificer imbue it with a simple um, uh, make it a basic a simple magic item and it's going to basically you want it to sound like a human yeah it's gonna like, be like like a, a baby like no a, like an infant. when you do this I want you to roll me <laughs> this, I want you to roll me this whoever's gonna record the sound or something of that nature you gotta roll me a deception check um, to deceive them, so they will believe. I'll you want to I'll, or me. I'll I'll record. I'll I'll use the voice. Okay. So, yes. Hello, fellow human. Hi, fellow human. I am I am a human. Human I am. Come come say hello. We're I'm tasty. And I'll end the recording there. Okay. Roll me the deception check. Uh, that is a 17. Okay. Right, and I, so where do you throw this out? You uh, throw it as well, he's, strong, he's stronger. I, uh, I'll, I'll hand you the stone. Throw this away from them. Probably about 30, 40 feet away. It's funny you say that to him, but Bup is behind you guys, kind of a shadow. Oh, I, just, I was literally getting into that. Like, So I just look at the stone. Oh, hold I on. look at how far, and I, I turn I, around. I, I pick up the stone, and... I yeah. think we should have Bup throw. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. Here you go. Uh, oh, is this what you'd like me to do? Please, throw this stone to make them travel away from our entrance. Roll me a d20. 11. That's plus four, so that's a 15 in total. He has a plus four strength. So, am, oh, he does. Oh, I thought you were rolling for Bup. Sorry. Yeah, I, I had him roll for Bup. Yeah. So, 15... He's able to toss this thing about 50 feet out. And then you hear it. Hello, fellow humans. Hello. And then you hear, you hear whatever. Oh, oh, y'all hear that? Oh, I don't hear anything. Oh, shut your fucking face. Do you hear that? That's a human. I know that. I've heard them before. Say hello, fellow human. You see, he's calling out for us all the humans, you see. That's what he's doing. Probably wanting some help or something. I'm tasty. You sh- yeah, I, did you hear that? Oh, yeah, I heard that, all right. We're gonna... Hmm, oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. And they all kind of get up, one by one, and uh, they take their weapons, and they're like, we got to be all sneaky and stuff, though, you know, in case they uh, got to sneak up on him and bash him in the face and then eat his pretty little fat body. Oh, Shay, we don't know yet. 
And surprisingly, they roll an 18 stealth. As uh, what I'm going to do is one by one, they quiet as the night, you see. Quiet as the night. And really, it was the one with the uh, with the club. He uh, goes, hold on, hold on, and you see that there's like a shimmer on him that's uh, different than the other guys. And he goes, hey, let's do this. <clears throat> and he looks almost like there's a magical rash all over him that's swirling. You could possibly deduce that perhaps whenever he yanked these things out, it may have done something to him, perhaps his friends. And they, Terminator style, or uh, I'm sorry, Predator style, kind of start cloaking a little bit. It's not perfect. It's 18 good. But that's pretty good. As they start walking slowly, and you almost, at a certain point, as they make, as they get to the, to the rock, you still know... Like, they're going real slow, though. They're going to take their time. And again, it's 50 feet away. At a certain point, there's, you know, bounced, bounced against a house or something and went down kind of like a uh, another spot. They kind of go away. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say to uh, Bup and to one, all right, let's get inside. And I'm going to start walking towards the house. Okay. Um, but also, as we're passing by, because uh, I want those crystals. The, the three-headed cow. Uh, I'm going to pull up my jug. Okay. Open it up. I'm going to look at it and say poison. And open it up, and it's now a jar full of poison. Ooh. I'm going to baste. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to give it a nice little baste. Give, nice, give the three-headed cow a, a nice, nice little, little poison baste. Okay. And, uh, so, and I'm going to do it with the whole jar. Then I'm going to close again. I'm going to say salt water. Just sprinkle some salt water on it. Just so it give it a little flavor. So maybe it'll mess the... What did you do this time? Taste of poison? Taste wonderful. This tastes like amazing. What Mama used to make, you know. Mm-hmm. Back when we were real elves. We have a really tragic storyline. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Is there, is, there, is there a bowl around? Yeah, there are large bowls. This okay. is basically a little campsite. Gotcha. You see, and what, what you see furs and all that kind of stuff. They made a little campsite <clears throat> right, at your, right at your old mansion. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. That's it. And my head uh, and Grit will uh, motion everyone to uh, instruct everyone to uh, follow him upstairs to the house where he is going to his old bedroom. Beautiful. What does it look like? Um, and remember, there is a. Um, describe to me the kind of scene we're going to set here. You know, again, well, we're, Grit walks in and he. It's all dilapidated. It's, it's all dilapidated, but there's still a few knickknacks and things, or a few portraits, a few family photos on the wall that Grit passes by and, you know, very briefly looks at and kind of shakes the shakes the thoughts and the, the feelings away and, and continues going because he's trying to steal his resolve about everything and not get focused up on the past. Um, you know, he passes by his, his children's room and there's the, uh, you know, each room there's like a dirty old, you know, plush toys, a little... Plus Leviathan, and there's a uh, something uh, that looks to be a very handmade attempt attempt at a at a plush goblin that didn't really turn out too well. Mm. Uh, and then he opens the room to opens the door to his bedroom, and you know his his, his taste has, has gotten a little bit better over the years. There's still a broken mirror on the ceiling, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he goes by, and in there there's a there's a portrait of uh, of Gret, and uh, he walks in, and he. List the portrait up and to show a a safe on the wall. 
old school uh, with a um, a dial locking mechanism, no technology, and he he kind of looks at it and he kind of just doesn't really say much, and he just kind he looks at it, and he just starts unlocking it, putting the combination in, and then he opens it. <laughs> 